Befriend Your Body Podcast. Trusting versus tightening. Hello, Gio. Hi, Wanda. Happy whatever day it is. It is a beautiful day. I don't know. It's Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. Okay, so I'm curious about this title, Wanda. What do you mean by it? Okay, you're right. It was a little ambiguous, but um, the concept is about basically our daily lives. Are we open and trusting and curious about what comes, or are we tightening against them? Are we bracing in anticipation of imagined danger, even if no danger is coming? Even the most basic bacterium will contract and move away from what they don't like and expand and open and move towards what they do like. And then, of course, as sentient beings, even more so for our bodies. So when I really like something, I'll be more in my intention will be more to be open and move into it. If I'm afraid of it, my intention possibly will be more to contract away, to get smaller and to move back. So this is a podcast about our daily lives and are we learning to trust in them or are we tightening and bracing against them? Very nice. Very good. So does that make it a little more clear? It, yes, it does. Oh, good. Okay. I like to be clear. All right. So the last couple podcasts, we've spoken a lot about the racing mind and worrying and how that connects with anxiety. So today I want to talk a little bit of to kind of normalize anxiety in that when we enter a new situation, a new relationship, if at any point we're doing something that we haven't done before, there is always a little bit of anxiety that we feel because it's new. The brain likes what it knows, which is unfortunately why people who tend to maybe pick unhealthy relationships, when they get out of that one, they tend to pick another one. And so our mind likes what's familiar, excuse me, our brain likes what's familiar. So when we're in a new situation, it is typical to have a minor blip or amount of anxiety that is our body's response to, I don't know what's happening here. So that is not a bad thing. Also, if we experience a loss or an unpleasant situation, <clears throat> excuse me, experiencing anxiety is also very normal. That is the human response. So there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, fear is physiologically hardwired into our nervous systems. Right? Gavin D. Becker has a phenomenal book written, I think, 15, 20 years ago called The Gift of Fear, and it's well worth reading if you have any issues with anxiety. He explains exactly the purposes and the reasons for fear and what it does for us. Um, for instance, if you're where you don't belong, you get lost and you're walking in a dark alley by yourself, especially as a woman, and you see a menacing figure approaching, your fear, your physiological fear response should kick in and your body should flood with adrenaline and cortisol and, and preparation for either fighting or fleeing to get out of that danger. Um, your alert system turns on, your eye gaze shifts, um, your hearing changes. Like the fear response is very healthy um, and very important when we're in actual danger. That's why we survive because of the fear response. So I want to normalize for all of my listeners and you and I, every human being, that anxiety is a typical part of being human. It's just, is is anxiety just a, a little bit that we experience and then we move back into openness and trust, or are we stuck in it? And that's the trusting versus tightening. So when we feel unsafe, unfortunately, stress hormones do flood our body like water from a burst dam. So in those situations, our intentions are very powerful, right? What I focus on, I, pot I potentiate, right? So if I decide, 
barring any actual danger here. I'm not talking about physical danger. I'm talking about just new uncertainty situations that you're not used to. If in that situation I decide to trust that I will be safe and things will work out, that is a great way to calm down the anxiety response because I'm opening and I'm trusting rather than tightening against. The ability to make this decision is part mental, of course. Remember our talk about top-down processing? Versus, yes, mm-hmm. last podcast we spoke about it. Right, so top-down, part of making a decision to say, I'm going to trust that this situation will work out. I'm using my neocortex and my, you know, my rational brain to do that. So that's really important. But a large part of this decision to trust in the midst of uncertainty is made in my physical body, in my muscle skeletal system. Um, that's also that's that's bottom up processing, um, and actually I should include the autonomic nervous system as well. So that decision to do that is made up um, in the autonomic nervous system and my muscle skeletal system as they work together. And the reason I say that is because when we experience stress or anxiety, our muscles tense and brace in anticipation of threat and danger. This is a natural response and is very helpful if there's someone we need to fight or to run really hard to get out of danger. After we attain safety, our muscles should hopefully return to a loose, relaxed, alert state. Sometimes, however, this doesn't happen. In fact, some of us have lived for years with brace muscles, myself included. Um, Long-term Bracing, long-term chronic bracing actually causes physical problems. Um, those of you who are athletes know, or anybody who works out knows about lactic acid, right? If you mm-hmm. work out too hard, right, you then the next day everything aches a little bit. Your muscles are flooded with lactic acid. So that's just a simplistic. That's just a small part of it. But long-term bracing causes you know physical problems, health issues, and often pain symptoms. And not just the lactic acid pain, but pain from being braced and mm-hmm. yes, all the time. And then, and then we pull things easier, or we rip things because we're braced and, and tense. Um, using my analogy from another podcast of a of a storm, a gale force winds, right? Uh, willow trees, you know, branches whip back and forth. It's flexible, um, but in a really bad hurricane, an oak, a strong, powerful oak tree can actually be splintered because its rigidity. It doesn't. It resists the wind rather than going with it, and so, so being super tight and braced actually causes can actually cause us many more problems than being loose and relaxed and prepared. So, unfortunately, braced and tight muscles keep sending a signal to the primitive brain. Remember the avoid mode we talked about a couple podcasts ago? The the bracing actually sends the message to my primitive brain regions that there still must be a problem. Um, This vicious cycle, which is combined with physiological anxiety, stress hormones, and bracing, also then can absolutely start the racing mind which will then look to find new trouble. I think we talked about in one of the podcasts, but how uh, the brain is a meaning, excuse me, the mind is a meaning-making organ and it always wants to make meaning of the situations. So when we're feeling a lot of anxiety, we'll often pick fights with our partner or our coworkers, um, or they'll pick fights with us. And it's they're not really the problem, but our mind has to find a reason why I feel so bad inside. And so we just 
reason that's in front of us. And so I don't always believe the stories that my mind tells me about life situations. I often try to double check just in case. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about bottom-up processing, but um, do you have any any thoughts or questions or anything that um, you've noticed about bracing intense muscles, Gio? I do have a question, actually. Um, I was just thinking while you were explaining, and the fear of the unknown might be uh, reasonable and acceptable until you know what it is, and then you don't fear it anymore. Mm-hmm. I was just curious about what I think most people call like a phobia, because it's something that you already know you're afraid of and you keep being afraid of that same thing. Is that linked as well? Because, for example, I'm afraid of flying. So just the, the fact of being inside an airplane, I, I become tied and braced and overthinking. So that is the same, the same thing as uh, of the... The, the, what you're explaining right now? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, what I would say is a, a phobia is just kind of... of anxiety at like turbocharged or out of control. Like instead of just feeling anxious about it, I've made it so big that, um, you know, I'm, I'm terrified of it. So yes, but, but the, the bracing that you do is also part of what keeps the phobia a phobia, right? Like if, if you're able to, you know, if say you'd fly with a, with a, with a love with me and you know or we we might hold hands or you know I might do a little touch work on your kidneys or we would talk about the fun we've had and we would laugh and and I would get your mind to focus on positive things and your body might hopefully let go a little bit it doesn't mean you would enjoy the flight but that phobia may get a little bit less powerful and the fear may begin to diminish there's lots of top-down processing you know desensitization therapy is one of the ways that a lot of cognitive behavioral therapists work with phobias. So you can absolutely work with a phobia. What I'm describing is much more of the bottom-up processing, which is actually going at it and connecting with the how the body keeps that phobia strong mm-hmm. by bracing against, you know, because the bracing is the, the plane is going to fall out of the sky or whatever the fear might be. Yeah, because what is interesting is that I understand the, the fear of the unknown, but the fear of something that you know and that is usually irrational because mm-hmm. most people are not afraid of it. Then it, I, I'll, I'll listen to your explanations now, but I'm just curious to see if that could help with those issues as well. So that's a great point, and I think I, I started to mention it, and I'm trying to remember. I think I already talked about this in a prior podcast, but it bears repeating. Um, so. Let's go back to what I said about the mind being a meaning-making organ, right? They've done a lot of research studies where they've, people with epilepsy, and so they've cut the corpus callosum, where the, the both sides of the brain can talk to each other, and a researcher will stand on the left side of the subject, and he or she will say, I want you to wave, and then he'll walk he or she will walk behind the subject and go to the other ear, which is connected to the other side of the brain, which isn't talking to each other. And the researcher will say, why are you waving? And in the studies over and over and over and over again, no one ever says, I don't know. They, they all would give a reason. They, they, I thought I saw someone like their mind our mind does not like when things don't make sense and so it's making stories all the time think about the last time you walked into an office with a cranky coworker or someone that you really wanted their approval or you know connection and and you know they didn't smile at you or they they frowned 
Mm-hmm. You're right. I think you did something wrong. <laughs> exactly. Our mind goes right into some kind of story about what we did. And it could very well be that, you know, her partner yelled at her this morning or her dog died. Like, you know, often our other people's responses have nothing to do with us. But the mind, when we feel stress and anxiety, will make up stories all the time. So, again, that goes back to the bracing. The tension is actually part of what's keeping the nervous system in I might not be safe mode, which keeps too much stress hormones, which then keeps the racing mind. So again, my point, which I'll say over and over, because I had to hear it probably a thousand times before it landed, was that if you can calm the body down and decrease the stress hormones and the bracing, the mind will slow down and it will make less stories or it will actually stop making stories. So yes, that connection with a phobia is often our mind finding something to fear, but it's because there's too much anxiety in our bodies. Often when we have a phobia, we often are someone who has high physiological anxiety. And by the way, that can be genetic. Some of us had really anxious parents and, you know, anxiety is one of the things that gets passed down or we watched our parent or parents being anxious. And so we learned it, you know, nature versus nurture. So Again, anxiety is a very normal part of the human experience. I'm just attempting to share ways that we can, you know, address it where we can calm it down or that we we only experience it when it's appropriate to experience. And we're grateful that you're doing that for us, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, then to to close uh the podcast for today. So, going back to my first title, trusting versus tightening. So when we perform some of the bottom-up tools that we've been talking about, mindfulness, guided imagery, meditation, etc., relaxation, we're relaxing our muscles into a posture of safety and trust. We're trusting that things will work out, or what's most important is that we will have the strength and the support that we need to move forwards. Brave people are not people who aren't afraid. Courageous people are people who are terrified but act anyway. So what we want to be doing is we want to be sending that message from our lower brain regions in our body that I trust that this will work out. Again, we're not talking about life threat. We're talking about just an unknown situation. When we relax our muscles, we're shutting... That helps shut off the danger signal um, that the tension has been sending to the primitive brain regions. Now, a tight muscle skeletal system is not the only source of this signal, but it's certainly one of them. So when we brace and tighten against our lives and the events we experience, that only increases our anxiety and stress level and makes things worse. It's like a negative feedback loop. We're just making ourselves more and more anxious. But when we can rest into our lives and trust in goodness, there's so much goodness around us, that allows our body to reground re-settle down, re-regulate, and calm down. Going back to a previous podcast, you know, we, when we go back into our trunk and roots, you know, the, the body and, and, and breathing and relaxing, uh, the relaxation response will, will assert itself and reassert itself, excuse me, and then the mind can settle down. When we rest in the goodness of the present moment, not in the imagined fears of what's going to happen, but the actual moment that we're in, where we're safe and we lack nothing. And we can also trust and rest in the goodness of life, 
the love of other people, uh, trust in God if you have faith, uh, if you believe in God, uh, you know, trust in your strong, healthy body. Um, there's many, many sources of strength and support in our lives in which we can trust. But if you can begin to trust more and tighten less, your muscles will thank you, your body will thank you, your long-term health, your, your health costs will go down, and your friends and family will probably thank you too. So to, to, to finally close, um, uh, I'm going to just throw out a couple questions if you want to go deeper with this material. Um, sometimes it can be really helpful if something was thought-provoking to dialogue a little bit more internally. So here's just a couple questions. Um, what is your response to this podcast? Is trusting and opening an easy task for you? Or is tension and anxiety more your um, typical response? Another question, if you like this one better, is what are you currently trusting in right now? What are things that you focus on that allow you to feel safer and more connected in your life? And then last, one more question. If you do tend to live in tightening, if you're one of those people who are tightening, tightening against life all the time, which of the following tools would you be willing to try to begin to bring relaxation to your body? Yoga, massage, stretching, relaxation, breathing, uh, mindfulness, guided imagery. Uh, acupuncture is another good one that I don't think I've talked about before. So those are just some questions if you want to use to dialogue more with the material. But as always, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me on my contact page at wandabrothers.com. It's a pleasure to share this with you. Thank you very much, Wanda. Thank you, Gio. Have a great day.